1: everybody it's sunday morning two a.m beautiful sunday morning in november yeah it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch but we call it home every sunday morning seven to nine right here on the outdoor zone radio network you broke my chair i'm gone two weeks or out of the bunk i think for beef two steak weeks. was sitting in it you broke my chair so, 24-7, 365 at the outdoorzone.com. Um, You can catch this show on all your podcast on all the your favorite podcast platforms. Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early. Make sure the wires, the old gate gets open first, and, and the screen door is <laughs> still there. And the uh, wires get twisted together, and foil gets put on the coat hanger, and Folks can, you can hear us.
0: Let you can it, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of your favorite. I think podcasts.
1: iTunes is or iHeartRadio too. iHeart iHeart uh, radio app or whatever it's called. They uh, they carry us too. Beep and we heart Beep. you, regulators. iHeart <laughs> as, as as he holds heart. up his two hands in a shape of a heart. We do Ooh, we. Ah. You've been, you've been on the road too long. You're just lonely. I'm road weary.
0: You know, you left yesterday. You stopped by yesterday and, uh, by the, the, uh, the ranch house we're staying in for a little while while I finished building our barn dominium and you came by and I, I got going deep into my fishing talk about, you know, how I'd been fishing the last couple weeks or week and a half and I could just see it in your eyes, but I couldn't stop. I had to talk it out i, had I wanted
1: i love to hear every bait configuration
0: every cast why those fish were but positioned would, the way they were positioned I, and you're just like sitting there like
1: you got any coffee it's, this is this gonna be a while or <laughs> no i love done? i love hearing about it it's i'm i'm intrigued by it i i understand it i get it and uh of course, I but, want to hear about it, but it was also I had gotten up at five <laughs> o'clock to drive out to Lagrange, Texas, to yeah. be there for an early morning appointment, and so I'd been going hard too. And, I know, and I, I know. was just, I was just shocked that you ha- that you weren't like passed out on the couch. Well, and I, I mean, you start
0: rolling early for you know a good week and a half. You start at five every day for a week and a half and your body just automatically trained yourself. I was telling you at the end, so and we'll talk about, you know, the tournament and all that kind of stuff uh, later on in the show, but I was the second morning of the Bassmaster Open. So I'd been getting up, I'd fished another buddy's tournament the week before and then went straight to Lake Louisville and started practicing and then fished the tournament. On day two, I, t- I thought, man, somebody's going to uh, try and call me, and I'm going to bed early. I'm going to bed at like 9.30. I'm laying down 9.30. I read for about 20 minutes, and then I get too tired, and I crash out. By 10 o'clock, I'm asleep, but I know somebody's going to call me at like 10.30, you know, hey, how'd you catch them today, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and uh me yeah or you <laughs> oh i didn't know there was a time change <laughs> you call me in the middle of practice where am i what are, where are you it's like 11 o'clock you're like hey you asleep? <laughs> yes i'm asleep <clears throat> no but uh so i put my phone on silent i knew everybody was safe i knew everybody could get a no, hold of me by the calling the house yeah. phone if they had uh, to whatever uh. but i didn't want to uh my cell phone going off so i put it on silent at night and usually i i do that when i need to sleep and i know that there's other ways of communication people can get a hold of me if they need to so i put my phone on silent i wake up at like 4:58 and i roll over and i look and i had a missed call at like 11:10 from some random number and i said that's why i put my phone on silent man i'm so glad i did that 'Cause I'm I'm a very light sleeper. Cody Graney,
1: your truck insurance <laughs> is
0: Yeah. Needs to be updated. So I I uh I I'm a very light sleeper and that would have kept me up for an hour at least, you know. When my phone rings, my heart races, it just it sets off this whole tragic deal where it costs me a couple hours of sleep. So I uh I went, oh man, I am so glad I put my phone on silent. So I rolled back over and I was like, alarm will go off in about 20 minutes. I'll get up and start my day, but I'll roll back over and feels good in this bed this morning and uh, rolled back over and dozed back off and like 5.34, I roll back over. And I'm like, man, my alarm hadn't gone off yet. I look at it and then it dawns on me. The morning before I turned all my alarms off because I woke up to the first one and I didn't want the other going off you know the other backup alarms going off so i just turned them all off and realized i had no alarm and my phone was on silent and the second day of the Bassmaster open luckily i just and you had my internal clock and yeah and i'd caught fish the day before and so I had, it
1: was important that you get up and be there on time yeah <laughs> and do my thing more so, important than usual i guess and so i yeah i was <laughs> but luckily i had that
0: internal clock going yeah. you know that just kept me get me waking up so well and that's i that's what i'm running
1: on and internal we, clock we were uh so the week before last i was in illinois i mean i'm all over the country doing these road trips right now and last week i was in nebraska wyoming and colorado sounds terrible no it was actually wonderful i'm just kidding i was and, sarcasm uh, Uh, Oh, (laughs) Insert sarcasm. (laughs) I, it was, but I mean, I look at it now and I'm like, what? And now I'm back here at home. Yeah. And back to reality. Yeah. So I call,
0: I call when you go on trips and vacations and, and more importantly for me, when I go on these bass tournaments and I'm gone for seven to 10 days and I come back home, And you go, and and your mind has been 100% focused on how to catch a bass and look at the birds working in the water. And, you know, and, and I mean, that's all your mind is set on for seven days. Yeah. Of course, you know, you talk to the family and all that kind of stuff comes up. But really, I mean, at least eight hours a day, right. Mostly 12 hours a day, you're focused 110% on catching a bass so you're like 100% in tune with nature you're watching birds you're watching the wind direction waves crashing you know and you come back to the house reality whatever you got going on bills you know cheetos stack of mail sitting there with people wanting money from you and what and so it's called i call it post-adventure depression (laughs) And I'm trying to figure out how to, and it's true, because you're like, gosh, I don't want to be here. I just want to be back on the lake where there's no issues. I get no mail. I got so, no bills. Mrs. Graney. And I call it that. And when you get I back, there's
1: a, you, you, need to yeah. you need to write an article Post- about it. You need to write an article about it. Post-adventure depression. Yeah, P-A-D. And <laughs> Pad. Pad. And Mrs. Graney, we get home and she's like, I'm so glad to be home. Right. Because I know she's got a time limit. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and I know I like coming home, too. Everybody likes to come oh, home. It, that's the thing. It's like I'm going to drive probably over
0: the speed limit to get home. Yeah, well, you're I going, I am that. ready to get home. Yeah, that's right. But then you're home for like, you know, 24 hours. And like I said, you go through all your normal routine stuff, crap, trying to reenter.
1: And it's like, uh, so the last go couple, catch a fish. The last couple of days, I was in Estes Park, Colorado. So it's north of Denver, in the mountains, Rocky Mountain National Park. Ugly, hideous place. Too. I mean, who who would go Junkie. there? Junkie. Who would go there? And uh, S- insert. But sarcasm. there was this. <laughs> I'm going to do that all show. because of your P A D. Yeah. Uh, and there was a uh, a bull elk. So, Mrs. Granny and I went and had this beautiful dinner, and we were going to take a little walk just to kind of walk some of it off. Cause I mean, we didn't, I didn't pass up the carrot cake or anything. It was all, <laughs> I was all in on that whole meal. And, uh, and it was our anniversary celebration. Yeah. So, you happy know, anniversary. Thank you. Yes. By it, the way, so I texted you. Nobody responded, but. Well, the anniversary was weeks ago, but. And I texted you on that day, actually. <laughs> well, we were just waiting. We like to save those things up. And uh, so anyway, we, we uh, put our stuff in our hotel room and then we started to go for a walk and next to the hotel, there's this little set of stairs and it led into this amphitheater area and it's all dark pretty much. And Mrs. Granny starts to be bob up there and I guess she's going to twirl around and dance in the grass under the amphitheater and, you know, do what, whatever. I'm picturing and a Hallmark do, movie right now. Yeah. She's going to do cartwheels. And uh Oh my hip. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> Oh, don't say that, they You're gonna get me in trouble. Anyway, so she goes I to twisted be-bop. my knee. <laughs> She goes to bebop up these stairs and I look over and there's this huge bull elk. I mean a thousand pound bull elk, fully monster antlers and everything laying there. So you run to the room, grab your bow. No, I didn't have my bow. Okay. Uh, But I said, run over there, grab him by the horns, hold him. No, uh, (laughs) I said, stop. (laughs) And because I didn't know what was up with this bull elk. You know, the last thing you want to do is mess with a thousand pound bull elk. Well, we got to watching him and she couldn't, she just couldn't leave it alone. like, oh my God. And you could see him just almost. I mean, if you walk out our door, you could see him. Well, we got up in the morning, and I got up super early, and I went out just because we kind of like wanted to see if he's still around and everything. Right. And he had moved over to right up against our hotel room. There's a little drop-off between that amphitheater and the hotel. And I mean, it was like like six feet wide and 10 <laughs> feet long. And he'd just come, and he kind of got in this little cubby, and he was laying in there, and, and he wasn't moving real good. He was acting a little hurt. And he, uh, his right main beam was broken half, broke yeah. off, gone. Uh oh. And so we ended up talking to the guy who ran the motel, the hotel, and he said, Oh, yeah, he's been around for a month. It was rut last month. He got his ass, uh, beep beep whooped right. by some other young bull, and uh, he's just healing up over here. He's been hanging out, healing up away from everybody. So the moral of the story is, you young guys out there. You go chasing those girls and doing all that kind of you're stuff. You're gonna end up in an alley behind a hotel. <laughs> yeah, it depends on who which one you're who you're chasing, why you're chasing them, but with the way uh,
0: society is pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. The ones we trust with our constitutional rights. That's right. Our friends at McBride's Guns, their Austin family owned and operated full service firearm dealer. You know, they got gunsmith right there to take care of you. Get your gun fixed up, get it tuned up, get your scope on there, get everything tightened down, beefsteak style. You'll find McBride's in the same place. It's been for years right there in the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512 472 3532, or check them out online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns. They're your hometown gun shop.
1: All right, when we come back, Cody's going to do some fishing news for us. A lot of stuff going on in the fishing world. Man, you, oh, man. You might not know it, but it's true. And you only get it one place, live in the bunkhouse, Sunday morning, 7 to 9 or 24-7, 365, theoutdoorzone.com. The and you're listening to the outdoor zone all right welcome back it's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse i'm tj graney cody ryan's here yes i am and uh this is the number one outdoor show on radio hey don't wait Happening right now, we have huge Black Friday savings at Nile Maxwell Supercenter with the deals of a lifetime and our best pricing on hundreds of new rams. We're talking thousands off MSRP, the entire inventory. It starts with employee pricing for all. You pay what we pay, not a dollar more. With our promise to beat anybody's price in Central Texas. To back that up, too, and make no payments till 2021. It's Nile Maxwell's Black Friday event sales event, and it's already started. Come on in today for more details and save thousands in exclusive Maxwell Black Friday rebates at the new at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. 620 and 183 in Austin are online at now Maxwell
0: Uh yes, just back from the Bassmaster Central Open, the final Central Open uh for the Bassmaster Open Series. I believe they got one more Eastern tournament going on uh coming up, but uh the final open was on Lake Louisville. Uh very tough time to try and catch a bass on Lake Louisville. <laughs> Holy cow. I literally did not catch a keeper bass in three and a half days of practice. Luckily, stumbled on a little uh, deal and caught four on day one that put me in the money, uh, you know, up there enough to, to be in the money line and then uh, uh, and then only caught three the second day, but moved up a handful yeah, of places. Yeah, you did. So kind of interesting the way that works out. Interesting at that lake. You know, fall fishing's just tough. It's tough. Sometimes it can be 50 fish day, and sometimes it'll be you know, you can't get a bite anything on anything anywhere. I think the fish are a lot are moving. The bait's moving. There's a lot of transition with the fish. When you,
1: when you found those fish a couple of weeks ago on Fayette, was that a fall pattern or was that just a Fayette pattern? Just a,
0: no, just kind of a Fayette pattern. Uh, yeah, we'd found some fish on Fayette and it took all day to find them. But once you found them, there's a whole lot of them there.
1: Right. So this so it's took you three and a half days to find that little pocket man, over there.
0: Holy cow. Yeah, that was brutal. And and really didn't find it till the first day of the tournament. And so um I I didn't find anything in practice, didn't fish anything I fished in practice because I didn't catch any fish, you know, hardly. I caught some small fish, a couple small fish a day or whatever, kinda keep you going make you think that there may be are some bass in that lake it was interesting though that you would either catch them 12 13 inches long or two three four pounds that there was like a missing class of fish i think is what also makes it so tough is that there's like a missing year or two class of fish it seemed like in the lake like they're just no i I wonder 13 and three quarters i wonder if you you did the
1: history of the lake and in you know looked at what happened in that lake over the last four or five years i wonder if you would see where you know water down or if there was some kind of hiccup in the ecosystem on that lake that that created that
0: yeah it was either that or or or, i mean it, it very well could have happened that way it also could just be that the fish in that middle range i just I never found that middle range of fish, you know, either. Yeah. So I don't know. It was, it was a weird, it was a weird tournament. It was weird to, uh, do so well and only have, and only weigh in seven bass over two days and, uh, finish, you know, in the twenties and out of 160 guys, 160 boats or whatever. So, but uh, very blessed for that, the guy that won it is a uh tommy Williams, Tommy Williams out of Kentucky ended up winning it um he had an eighteen pound day fifteen pound day, and then only caught seven pounds the final day and uh but it was just enough to win it by like a pound and uh and so he was a little more consistent in his deal he It looked like he was up the river or really far up a creek one or the other. And uh, and just flipping and had to sit down, flipping in in trees and lay downs and things like that. So, well, um, it, But I love it. I love it. When they crowned him champion of the Bassmaster Open, he wasn't expecting it. You know, he only caught two fish the final day. One of them just happened to be a good one, you know, five pounder or whatever. And uh, he, you know, was noticeably choked up and emotional on stage. And I, I, like any winner... That's going to get emotional because it is a grind, man. It's an emotional thing. I've been fishing these things for years. I've been fishing tournaments for years. I haven't won a major event. You know, I haven't crested over that winning a major event that kind of puts you, opens up the door of opportunity there. And so, uh, I don't have any major wins and I could see absolutely all that hard work all that time all that time away all that time of you know this is just a bassmaster open this isn't the bassmaster classic or anything but he did receive a berth into the bassmaster classic so it's it's uh i mean that's a game changing event right there there's not many guys that can say they fished the bassmaster classic and qualify for the bassmaster classic there's not very many ways to do that it is the super bowl of bass fishing so uh it was cool to see uh him get you know kind of emotional about that because i could totally see myself oh in the yeah. same way or you know afterwards anyway you know when it kind of hits you so uh exciting to see that it was ended up being a, a great event for me considering what i was going into and just reminded me you know to keep your mind open if you're not catching them somebody is somewhere there's a way to catch them and don't just fall back I could have run I had 36 waypoints of areas that looked good or had bait in them or you know rock pile or whatever I could have run to any of those I didn't catch any fish on them in practice so it wouldn't make any sense but I could have run and you know and fish that stuff but I didn't I had the realization that Look, I didn't catch any fish in practice on any of those waypoints. Delete them all. They're worthless. I didn't delete them all because they may be good one day, you know, <laughs> a little rock pile here or whatever. Right. But, uh, but they, there's no reason to run to them. There weren't any fish there. <clears throat> and so, uh, I just went, went and fished and, and, uh, ended up having a pretty good time and so uh well
1: one of your mentors and one of your friends clark winland just took the angler of the year for the bass master elite series angler of the the year Year. title the biggest title in bass fishing and he and he has given you some great tips and advice yeah being a mentor along the way and something he told me this year was just just fish free
0: don't get caught up in practice and the great part is i didn't have anything to get caught up
1: in so
0: <laughs> it was a lot easier to fish free you know and just go
1: fishing well yeah. it's it's interesting to me to see i love that you um that you're seeking out counsel from guys like clark and and you know they mean they've been friendly to you since you were 8 years old i mean about eight something. Well something <laughs> I mean you got Clark on a Wheaties box, you know. I mean, we've been friends with him for a long time and that um that you um that you're hearing from these guys now and and your fishing is changing yeah. because you're implementing some of the I
0: think it's just like any sport, you know, you look at a golfer, I mean Tiger Woods has changed his golf swing over his career several times. Like what you're the greatest golfer in the world at one point, and you're changing your golf swing. That's it. Like that's all you have, or that's that's what got you to where you are is your golf swing. But I mean, with changing times and changing conditions, and and things that change as you mature and your your game changes, and all those elements come into play. Does, and, it's good to adapt and he and has change counsel and, yeah. from those who right. Right, uh, have been there and done it and gone through it. So there's an evolving uh, trend in, in the bass fishing world. There's a lot of tournament talk stuff going on. We but there's talk about, also but
1: there's also some basic things oh yeah. that the guys that are on top are doing that um, make a difference in their tournament fishing. Right, and, and a it, lot of
0: it's between your ears.
1: It's in your brain. Archery country, hey, if you have not got your bow set up, well, you should have it set up (laughs) by now. But thinking of uh, Christmas coming up, thinking of the holidays, archery country is the place to go get your archery gear for that gift, whether it's a kid getting them a Genesis bow or whether it's uh, your husband or boyfriend getting them the latest Matthew's beau, or your eldest son, or your the <coughs> best dad you ever had hmm. <laughs> you can get them everything they need at Archery Country. They'll help you find all the gear, targets, arrows, and accessories you need on-site and available for professional installation every day. 8121 Research Boulevard, Austin, Texas. AustinArcheryCountry.com. AustinArcheryCountry.com.
0: Coming up next, news of the weird. You don't want to miss it. You get it only one place right here at 7.30 a.m. and the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to it live or catch us 24-7. 365 at TheOutdoorZone.com Hey, I'm Randall Tharp and I fish FLW. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone. Fish on.
1: All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse, number one outdoor show on radio. I'm TJ Groening. Cody Ryan's in the house. The <laughs> Still trying to come up with me. My- Road Rash. Ranch hands here. Hey, everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. It can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do and they want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. They got locations all around Central Texas. Our family location, 405 West Slaughter Lane. There's one at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Get all the information at sunautoservice.com, sunautoservice.com. Check them out on Facebook, too. They always have cool tips and discounts and coupons and stuff on their Facebook page. Sunautoservice.com. Now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh?
0: Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the
1: Weird. So, uh, man, I'm just waiting for this to happen. I, I'm, I'm okay with this happening at my house. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, and I've watched shows where people are chasing these. Uh, An Indonesian man turned an unusual bit of property damage into a fortune when he sold the meteorite that crashed through his roof for over a million dollars. Joss Hudig, 33, said he was working outside his home in Sumatra when the meteorite crashed through the roof of the house and landed outside. Oh, man, those are just space peanuts. When I lifted it, the stone was still warm. And I brought it into the house. Hutlock posted a video to Facebook showing the spot where the metallic object had crashed through his tin roof. The 4.5 pound chunk of CM half carbonaceous chondrite, a rare variety of meteorite, was valued at $1,858,556 dollars by experts and attracted the attention of a U.S. expert, Jared Collins, who purchased the meteorite and resold it to fellow U.S. collector, Jay Paytek. Hudig did not disclose the amount that he was paid for the meteorite, but he indicated it was over a million dollars. He said the money will allow his family to expand, and he also plans to donate some towards the building of a local church. Space peanut man, it's a meteorite. We're gonna be rich, right? When, right? Remember when that, Joe Dirt, T- yeah, okay. right? When a TWA airliner flew over, Oh no,
0: man, no man. That's space peanut, that's just a big old pile of poopy. Uh,
1: I don't, I, how do, how do you get so lucky at that deal, people? there was a TV show where there was guys that chase meteorites and look for meteorites, you know, and you get a little kidding. You find a little chunk of one. Like they do, like they'd find reports where they came in, they had all these graphs and all this stuff and they'd find an area and they'd go out there. They get permission to go onto the land usually. And, uh, (laughs) and they would find these spots and they'd find these chunks of meteorites and rocks and, and stuff. And they'd sell them for like $10,000. For a little chunk of rock that they could prove was meteor rock, meteorite rock. How do you prove it? Well, I guess because of what it's made out of. I but, just got
0: a text
1: of Joe Dirt says, Right on. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, I, I, you know what? If a space peanut wants to crash through my roof, come on, man. That's good. Crew setting up the 75-foot-tall Christmas tree at New York's Rockefeller Center. Do you think it that meteorite's hot, like, burns a hole in your floor, too? No, not by then. I think by then it's not molten red hot any longer. I think it's cooled off because it went through the cumulus columbulus. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost layer a cloud the- name. <laughs> You almost (laughs) named a type of cloud. Uh, Crew setting up. Big puffy cloud. Crew setting up the 75 foot tall Christmas tree in New York's Rockefeller Center made an unexpected discovery among the branches a tiny owl. You've seen the New York Christmas tree, right? I was sitting in a restaurant this week
0: waiting for my order by myself, watching their big screen eating dinner after fishing all day and I look up and the had the news channel on or whatever and it was like showing the Rockefeller Christmas tree and of course I couldn't hear what they were saying or anything but it just underneath said Rockefeller Christmas tree delivered and set up today I thought what is that? That's not a Christmas tree that's like it's like Charlie Brown showed up in New York was like hey guys
1: it was the there's, like, no branches on that thing. Well, nobody nobody, what happened? nobody wants to have anything to do with New York City right now. They're, what happened with the tree? I mean, who's going to go down there? Buddy, what is Buddy going to do? <laughs> the elf. Ellen Callis, director and founder of the Raven's Beard Wildlife Center in Sauggery's New York, said she received a call this week from the wife of a man who was part of the crew tasked with preparing the 75-foot-tall Norway spruce for display outside the New York City complex. A woman told Kalish her husband had found a baby owl inside the tree, but the rehabilitator said she soon discovered the raptor actually was an adult northern sawwet, a species of owl that typically get typically grows only about five inches high. Five inches. It's a tiny little owl. I thought it was such a heartwarming Christmas story that there was this secret in the Christmas tree. The owl is now in the care of the Wildlife Center, which said the bird will be returned to the wild once it receives a clean bill of health from a veterinarian. You just going to let it go in New York? Are you gonna take it back up to where it came from? Yeah, Because then it
0: would be an invasive species if we don't have them down here. Right? They,
1: they will they are going to they are very highly responsible and respected wildlife rehabilitation facility. I don't know. And they are that. taking the five inch fully mature uh owl to its original home. Yes. And that's they're gonna get permits go. to cross the. Can Canadian? I'm just line? Surpro- surprised the word Corona didn't come up in any of that. <laughs> you can you can put, put up a the mask. Christmas tree and you can and you can deal with baby owls, but you can't eat a piece of pizza. Oh my gosh! In you're New York here. City. So what is the deal with the
0: tree? Did you hear the story about that Christmas tree in Rockefeller or whatever? Why is, is it, it so- bad
1: looking? Is it really Yeah, you didn't see it? No. Oh, well Did then the why'd comment? you ask me if I saw it? I hadn't had TV no, meant, in two years. I weeks. meant have you ever been to Rockefeller Center oh. and seen the tree? Because it's a spectacular part of going. So two years ago when Mrs. Graney and I went to New York for the Better be careful holiday. Quarantine for the next two months. <laughs> uh no, it was pre Pre-COVID.
0: You still went to New York. You could have souvenirs that have Corona. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, I, it's so funny because my mom, my mom will not take, I, if it has a Made in China sticker on it, she will put it right back down. She says, no way. <laughs> if she gets something from Amazon and it has Made in China on it, she puts it right back in the box, tapes it up, and says it right Broken. Back. <laughs> this is broken. No, she just puts <laughs> it, she just writes it on with the marker on their Corona and sends it back <laughs> to China. She does not oh, put up with that my stuff. Oh, gosh. And you know, man, don't mess with her. So you went to the
0: Rockefeller Christmas tree?
1: Yeah. So when we were in New York years ago and we um, went kicking around. That was one of the things that we got to see. the tree had gone up, and so we got to see the tree at rockefeller center it's it's a beautiful thing, and it's a shame that New York City is not that, that the beauty of New york city and at Christmas will not be celebrated oh this here's
0: year. here's a picture of the tree uh little sister Taylor sent it to me. That's what uh, they delivered uh, this year what yeah.
1: Struggling there. Well, they they, they they're that's gonna, what i said. They must I, use a lot of that silvery uh, <laughs> tinsel. Tinsel, on lots there. of Lots that, of tinsel. That'll make that better. Bring some branches. That will fix at it. it. Hey, there's one restaurant in town that I just absolutely we absolutely love. And uh and you can go there today. Sit out on the patio. It's a pet finery patio. They got live music. Their fish is fresh. Every week, it's the Shore Raw Bar and Grill serving regional coastal cuisine combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. They must, they have got to have the best chef in central Texas. Don't miss their fabulous homemade desserts, homemade breads. Our buddies Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider invite you to join them. It's Shore, located on Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill. The Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go to shoreatx.com for details. Go get you some. Yay, yeah, more than
0: field notes up next. It is the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. It's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse, 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.
1: Taking those back roads past where the pavement ends, yeah, your Honda can get you there. Where the stars are so bright, you see all you see is that the light at the, all you see is the light of the bonfire. Yeah, it can get you there too. Every pilot passport ridgeline we sell can be outfitted in countless ways for endless journeys. Take your adventure further with the available. All four-wheel drive, 280 horsepower, and plenty of cargo room, the 2021 Honda Passport has to offer. It's rugged SUV, fully equipped to turn any outing into an unforgettable adventure. So rise to the challenge wherever the road takes you when you get... Where you're going in a Honda? There's plenty of reasons to be envious, but you don't have to be when you buy a new Honda from your local Central Texas Honda dealers today. First Honda, First Texas Honda, Howdy Honda, Round Rock Honda, or Honda San Marcus Online at CentralTexasHondaDealers.com. Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the Bunkhouse. Yeah, woo! It's a good morning in Texas. Don't wait now. Maxwell's Black Friday
0: event is on now at Nile Maxwell GMC. That's right. We're not going to make you wait until the end of the month to get the best deals because the lowest prices of the year are here now with even more exclusive Maxwell Black Friday rebates. We're taking thousands off MSRP on thousands, hundreds of new GMCs. With these aggressively low prices, we won't want to miss your chance to save. Get their best prices of the season right now at Nile Maxwell GMC. Exit 256 in Round Rock or online. com. See dealer for details. We are professional grade. Now it's time for this week's Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes.
1: man <clears throat> i love my game wardens i i, I do i really real. if i could get a job in law enforcement i'd want to be a game warden yeah yeah and, and or maybe border patrol could you write or yourself, a texas ranger <laughs> could you write yourself your own tickets i wouldn't need to because i am a law-abiding outdoorsman but these guys Speeder. aren't one weekend. You speed. I know, but game wardens and cops speed all over the place. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> one weekend, two game wardens teamed up to patrol LaSalle County and made several cases of for over-the-limit morning dove, hunting morning dove over bait, and no hunting license. In total, 114 morning dove were confiscated and donated to families in the community. One of the cases involved four hunters checked at a camp with 68 clean morning doves. The hunters claimed to have hunted near two tanks on a mowed roadway on the ranch. The wardens checked the area on the way out of the ranch and found very little evidence of hunting in the area. The wardens decided to drive around the ranch and discovered tracks leading to a field with a deer feeder converted to a milo feeder next to a water trough. The field had evidence someone had been hunting there. The wardens went back and con- confronted the hunters. One of the hunters wanted to see the evidence for himself, so he led them back to the field and then confessed to hunting the morning dove over the baited area. Cases and civil restitution are pending. You can't do that. Yeah, that's not oh, that just... <laughs> Why you do that? Well, because... Because they wanted to shoot a bunch of morning dove, I guess. Two Maverick County Game Wardens paired up with Zavala County Game Warden to patrol the county line for illegal dove hunting and manage lands deer program violations. While checking a camp several miles off the highway, the wardens came across a plastic Ziploc bag containing two fresh white-tailed deer backstraps. After talking to three different individuals in the camp, one admitted to cutting the backstraps out of a deer hit by a car on the roadway. After the individual was given a second chance to tell the truth, he admitted to shooting an eight-point buck on the ranch the evening before, cutting the backstraps out, leaving the rest of the deer to waste. The Uh. individual's were cited for hunting a white-tailed deer in closed season and waste of game. One of the individuals also cited for not having a hunting license for killing a raccoon. I thought did you, you see that picture? You can't
0: hunt varmints?
1: Not without a hunting license. That's just You didn't have to have a license to kill the raccoons. A yeah. license for raccoon hunting. It's just a standard hunting license. So did you see that? well that raccoon video i posted for you on facebook on the outdoors on facebook i haven't seen it
0: did you just post
1: it i posted it last night oh so you've had this huge problem with raccoons out at your place yeah out at the farm and uh so you've been working on that problem and i saw this and i thought (laughs) oh you got to go to the outdoor zone Facebook page and track us during the week. Sometimes folks, there's some pretty funny stuff. Some of the stuff that we talk about, we try and post it over there so you can get to the visuals. We don't talk about, we
0: don't. Yeah. 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 There's stuff
1: that we don't, that we never get to. I mean, we always have more stuff than we can talk about on the show, but I thought that was funny. It was, um, it was something else. And Hey, you know, I spend a lot of time, uh, Oh my gosh. I spend a lot. of <laughs> It's a guy with like a hundred fat raccoons all over him. Feeding them hot dogs. Feeding them hot dogs. Those are his friends. He has no other friends. Um, they all take one and then leave. No, that one on his left shoulder doesn't leave. Oh, that yeah. one's smart. <laughs> He just t- That's the the king of the raccoons. <laughs> but
0: look at the rest of them. They get their hot dog and then they...
1: And they take their little raccoon ta- hands and they run away. Yeah, they run away. Uh, hey, I
0: don't like raccoons.
1: You guys know we love land. We love land. And there's no better way to ensure a successful farm or ranch operation than to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come. From handling equipment and ranching equipment to fencing... Feeders, rodeo arenas, we're proud to offer you the top quality products available on the farm and ranch market today at farmranchstore.com, farmranchstore.com. They also have the boar buster hog traps. Those are the ones that give you the ability to set it from your phone when the hogs enter it. You can't You can't beat it. It's the boar buster hog traps. You can get all of the gear for your farm or ranch operation whether it's one acre or a million acres they got everything you need farmranchstore.com that's where the landowner goes to get the job done all
0: right coming up we've got a whole nother hour of the number one outdoor radio show in texas including your peter report your armed citizens report plus we'll talk a little bit on the top of the hour about uh, a bucket list of hunting options in north america you and i have been talking yep. about going on these, these kind of cool adventures. We've been to Africa, South Africa. Now we went to uh, Mexico, Mexico dove hunting. Well, here's a ten top ten North American so we gotta hunts. One. Well, we got to pick one to start with, <laughs> but we got to f- do this list now. It's a must do. It says All it right, right here on the article. Must do. So we'll do that up next. Uh, All that and more, a whole nother hour, the number one show right here. It is The Outdoor Zone. We are live at the bunkhouse, but you can catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.